really got to get that last little part in there. <laughs> hey guys, um, thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, this is Reagan Love Campbell and Dr. Robin <laughs> on Happily Never After. This actually is episode six. This is episode six. This is episode and six. what an episode. Wow. It's, yeah. We're it's... a bottle in already and we've just started. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a lot, we're warning you. All right, so we're back. So excited. Um, we are breaking down Christmas Bell. Yes. <laughs> because that's not a hokey name at all. Nope, not at all. Because the title character is Isabel. <laughs> yes. So. And if you're wondering, we're just going to break it down real quick. It's, it's Hallmark's lesser thought out version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think that's... The, I think literal. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it that way, but it's... Oh my gosh, fair. how did you not think about it that way? Because I'm not a Disney head, so like, it doesn't the occur whole, to me. It was just a horrible, horribly written version of, let's try to do Beauty and the Beast without doing Beauty and the Beast so we don't have to pay anybody royalties. <laughs> True that's enough. The, that's the whole movie. That is so inspired. I can't the even... The dog's name is Beast Reagan. Well, it it just just these disney these disney like you know they don't occur to me at all fair enough okay fine i know frozen that's it okay so so we'll get into this we're getting into this pointed out to reagan all the time that it resembled please do because i have it's over my head entirely i mean yeah well yep okay okay so i'm doing the synopsis again Reagan's better at it than I am. I get a little too wound up. You gotta cut to the chase. All right. <laughs> In general, we've got Isabella Everhart. She works with her father. They have their own business. Who, by the way, is C. Thomas Howell. Okay? This guy was in The Outsiders. He was in Soul Man. Anyway, we'll get to him. Because he's ridiculous in, in this movie. He is ridiculous. I don't even think this is Hallmark. I think this is like some jacked up weird production company. Yeah, we don't know what this was. So anyway, she works for her father. She gets sent to this lovely like vineyard, mansion on a vineyard, basically, this estate on a vineyard where this super hot guy is trying to get rid of his estate. So he's selling off everything. So her job is to go and catalog everything. Meanwhile, she is also a, um, a rare book expert. <laughs> and has aspirations to be a rare book dealer and so she goes to the estate he's very cantankerous he's got he's kind of grumpy and grouchy because he's got all this baggage about people who died and she everyone in his life has died <laughs> shut up robin so, it's kind of true though not so, one person everyone okay so a lot of dead people <laughs> haunting him and he's very upset so she goes there and he's got this library that's got all these rare books and she's very um you know enamored with it and then she becomes greatly enamored with him um and all of the people that work on this estate and they over time about three days <laughs> fall in love did okay, I miss I anything? I'm just not sure. Girl lives alone with her father, or at least works with her father, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> gets sent to a castle with a gorgeous library. Wow. Beast is kind of an asshole. <laughs> I didn't realize. They get in a fight and she leaves. He goes after her and makes amends. 
she comes back. They dance in a freaking library. Life is good. By the way, guy from hometown that thinks he's the best person in the entire world comes looking for her right. and tries to ruin it. And she ends up telling him she doesn't want to be with him even though he's quote-unquote perfect because she wants to be with Mr. Beast yeah. and happily ever after. I mean, it is the freaking <laughs> whole story of Beauty and the Beast. I told there's you. There's Mrs. Potts, there's freaking Chip, they're all there. <laughs> it's over my head, Robin. I told you that. Anyway, just to get started. Dude, that's so crazy. Down, like always. And I'm just doing my quick little cut in here, right? Okay. Planning. Urban planning. This is my thing. You want a lively downtown. You do not have an art dealer that has nobody walking in and out on your main street. Like, she's, like, walking down main street saying hi to everybody. And she goes into this office building. Not an office building, but where they work. The huge storefront right on the main street. No one shows up. Nope. Not a single soul. <laughs> Except freaking Tony. Mr. Mr. Gaston. Right. Like, ugh, this okay. makes me want to throw up on my mouth. But anyway, that was my thing. Well, but. we get it. So, as we started out, she's, they, 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 we introduce, we get introduced to the dad, Belle, and Tony. So, who is kind of like, like Robin said, the Gaston character. So, they're there. Yes. He's, and he's a very handsome guy. Super handsome guy. But he's very full of himself. Um Clearly, they've just been friends since childhood, and he thinks for whatever reason, it's clear they've never been out on one date because he's trying to get her to go out on basically their first date, and she's just like, mm, I don't really think about you that way, and she has made that fairly clear. I think she said it to oh, him pretty well. Clear. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna, he's convinced that he they're gonna get married. Yeah, he has it convinced in his head. In his head, yeah. Not just... like any 14-year-old girl that you ever know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is this this idea and thought only resides in his head or this reality and then the dad who is running the business but terribly <laughs> he's not doing any of the business I no mean, he's he's letting her do it making her do it but sends her away for christmas right <laughs> to this estate because it has a library and she'll like it like really yeah anyway so she's she goes, she's going out to, to go to this estate. It's the Hunter Lowell estate. So the, the guy that she's, that she's supposed to meet there, his name is Hunter Lowell. Yes. And Can, I have no idea how far away this is. It feels like it's a distance. So it seems to me, they kind of reference how like later in the movie that Hunter's going to San Francisco. And so it feels like the, this, this estate is in Napa somewhere. This feels like a it's Napa because yeah. there's a vineyard and all this other stuff. So I feel like that's what they're trying to conjure for us is like, okay, this is Napa. He's going to San Francisco, well, which is only like an hour away. Dress at Christmas, so it can't be. No, it's not, it's not. Not it's warm yeah um so anyway so she is going off to this estate with the vineyard and whatever she's gonna meet hunter and you know we don't really know anything about him hold on a damn minute though <laughs> okay so when we all she just pointed her finger when we get to hunter lowell okay now his na oh, so sorry we didn't even talk about who this girl was this is Haley duff so Haley Duff is the main character who's she Isabella. Hilary Duff, like I thought. No, not Hilary Duff. Yeah. She was the one who was in the princess movie with that Chad Michael Murray fellow. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Cinderella story. That's yeah. that whole that's a whole other thing. This girl is her sister. 
mm-hmm. maybe lesser known, but she does have a show on the cooking channel. Um, it's very nice. It's a very nice show. Right. Um, but whatever. So we get to this man who his name in real life is Nicholas Gonzalez. This is Hunter Lowell that we that yeah. I thought he looked. Oh, he's very Hispanic. Yeah. Nice look, like really good looking dude. Very nice looking guy. Very nice looking. Why? And they did this with Mario Lopez. Why do they like white up the names? <laughs> so oh, Mar- I didn't right? think about that. Mario Lopez was David Martin. Not Martin, Martin. Yeah. Hunter Lowell. Lowell is not Hispanic no. in any sense of the phrasing. No, it is, it is very white. It's super white. Why are they trying to put Latino people in our face and make us believe that they are white <laughs> by name? I don't know. They're, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I just don't like that. No, I don't like it at all. I didn't even catch. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. It's one of those things that I guess I just. Girl. It's Hallmark. Mm-mm. This is. Hey, at least they had a little bit of color. <laughs> they did, though. They brought some color. They did bring some color. And he was in a main character. So and they brought some name? salsa to the picture as well. They cooked the salsa once. Like, this is just, this is Reagan just being, wow. Okay, so let's, right. let's get next her to the thing, estate. Next thing we need to talk about. Oh, wait, no, the diner. When they get, when she gets, no, sorry, you go ahead. No, we talk about the diner. You go ahead. There's no point in that. They do this beautiful pan shot of the property, very Napa, with the piano music. <laughs> now, I love instrumental piano music. It gets me through the day. It's really the only thing that gets me through the day most of the time without wanting to kill certain people. So I love bass and piano music. But holy wow. It played and it played and it played and it played. And I am pretty sure at one point, about halfway through the movie, I'm thinking to myself, this is a version of Taylor's Oldest Time that is instrumental or they're just messing with my damn head. But it sounded like it. Can but you it played that? through the whole entire movie girl while they are talking i felt like oh my gosh it was the most distracting thing i have ever known it wasn't good okay but wait before we get to that piano i I did take some voice recordings through the through the content of this film because there is this terrible christmas song that plays when she is walking up to the diner so Belle. She had gotten in her car, she drove to this town, and she, like, Which, stopped at a diner for whatever reason. I, she was hungry, I guess. She's going to eat before she goes into this Vogel estate, even though it's a rush. Yep. By the way, the company needs help, which is why she has to go to this estate on Christmas, because they need this commission. Yeah. She's driving a freaking red sports car. You don't need money that bad. Was that a sports car? I thought it was, like, a Prius. <laughs> no! Okay. Listen, I want you guys to listen to this Christmas song that is playing because it is just, well, you tell me what you think, Robin. Dumb Xmas song. <laughs> they did have, and I actually even wrote later that they have this amazing 
amazingly dramatic piano music through the whole entire movie, but every now and then some weird yes pop, and it's very much like Eurovision pop. <laughs> you know, it Lady Gaga's now popping up singing a Christmas song. This it was so the music, the editing. I have some. I, there's editing problems with this movie. Oh, anyway, yes. we'll get there. And let's talk. And so she shows up. She's, she gets out of the car. The first thing I think of when she gets out of the car and knocks on the door was, holy push-up bra. <laughs> Could they have gotten her up any higher? Wow, yeah. Which, she seems to have an amazing body anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you do not need to be eating off of your chest. It does not need to be your plate. <laughs> like, you do not need to sex it up that much. No, and You she... are a gorgeous enough woman. Yeah, and I like, I like Hill, or Haley, sorry. I like Haley Duff because she's not... Like that quintessential, super thin. You know, she's got curves, and she looks she's like she eats food. yes, like she eats food. she eats real food every day, <laughs> not just not just on Fridays or or whatever the hell. But she eats real food. She's got like a curvaceous whatnot that I really like about her. She feels very real. I like that. So, um, she gets to this place. Hold on, though. How, this is where the editing has a problem. This is, guys, this is why this is not chosen two hours ever. <laughs> so this is where the <laughs> editing is a problem. Editing's a huge problem. It's such a problem. Okay, so she drives up to the estate, and she, like, they show her taking her bags out of her car. Yes. Then and they me. show her walking the entire driveway, then crossing the porch, then up the stairs. Oh like, my God. My God. Like, just this was the slowest movie. <laughs> they had to just take up time. They didn't take up time. And she knocks on the door and waits. Lord. Like, they like, couldn't have just... even at the door. Like, you paid all this money for someone. <laughs> Bitch, I am standing by the front door. I'm looking at every car that comes near my driveway. I know when you pull up, and I'm not making you wait. I'm telling you to get your ass in there and get to work. And here's the other thing. Push up when she... up. <laughs> okay? I don't care how good you look. <laughs> Listen, Playboy model. Now... When she went to that diner, it was clearly early evening, late afternoon. The whole movie. I have so many notes about this. Why? Is it pitch black when she gets to the house? It's like this weird vortex of hatred is over this house. Because numerous times throughout the movie, she'll talk to her father. Her father's eating lunch. And then pan back to her in the gloomiest, darkest place in the world. That house, because that house is like, yes, well, no, but it's like, she spent four or five hours at this diner, I guess. Like, I know that she met some people from the town and maybe that's noteworthy because she met Angie, who I like to call old Ange, but (laughs) she met Angie, who's the estate manager. Okay. And we also have to point out, she introduces herself as the estate manager. He talks about her as the housekeeper. Nuh-uh. Yes. Shut your face. My housekeeper. And I just started laughing. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's a discussion. Well, and she's also the cook because she talks about how she does all the meals. I'm like, why are you the estate manager and you're making food for this man? And later she yells at him like she's his mother. Yes. That's a whole other. Ole Ange. That's why I call her Ole Ange because she's just like, she's a staple there. She's She's been there for 40 damn years or whatever it is. And typically she would be the black character. But yet, (laughs) It's true. It's but they true. did get someone with really curly hair. So maybe they were trying, you know? <laughs> yeah. They, no, no. They thought they got there. Miserably. They thought they got there. Even though, and I don't know who the actress is, but I know I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. Like, I know yeah. her face. Yeah. But she's, I, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, she's like a mom or an auntie character in, in more than mm-hmm. one of these. But she knocks on the door. She goes in. She loves her own luggage. 
Oh, he's mad that she's not her father because he contracted with her father. They get over that. The so first I, thing he says is, "Who are you?" Like, who the who the fuck answers the door like that? <laughs> Have some manners, dude. You live on an estate. Well, be, exactly. Be a stately. He is being stately. <laughs> Apparently being stately in the United States is being an asshole. He might as well just be like, who this? <laughs> who this? Oh my god. By the way. We're at a... This podcast is sponsored by uh, Prosecco. <laughs> Any brand really will do. This is just brought to you by Prosecco <laughs> tonight because this is where we're at. It's brought to you by Prosecco almost every single time we do this. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. Anyway, go ahead. Well, and caramel apples with dark chocolate on them. Oh, but anyway. these are amazing. If you hear us crunching, that's what we're Rocky doing. Rocky Mountain chocolate. All right, go. Um, so she lugs her own bags. <laughs> He's watching her lug her own bags. No. There's a dog named Beast, which I'm just so over. Like, the dog is adorable, and I love the dog, but Beast, really. Because he's quote-unquote cranky. Like, it's the cutest, smallest dog in the world. Yeah, this is not a German Shepherd. This is not a, um, a, a Mastiff. <laughs> it's a mutt that can fit on your lap, people. It is a it lap is dog. The cutest, like, cutest thing in the world. I want to snuggle up to him myself. Yeah, some kind of Maltese. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like, like, little peace syndrome. I'll, I'll say it that way. Mm-hmm. But gotta compensate for something by having this, I don't know. Anyway. Well, his dead fiance named the dog, so. Oh, his dead fiance. <laughs> and... It, so, she, I don't even know how they got This is how it. we get to Bittertown. He Town. mentions that, he was, that he's engaged, and she goes, oh, I didn't realize you were engaged. Really? Who the fuck says that? He's a I man. I just met you. Oh, I didn't realize you were engaged. <laughs> just say, oh, congratulations. Who says that unless you want to jump on his bone already? My God, cool it down. Put the boobs away. Button it up. Yeah, cool it down on the relations because <laughs> there is no way you would have known that he is a dude. It's not like he wears an engagement ring. <laughs> Wouldn't have been obvious. Oh, I didn't know you were engaged. And chances are if a guy drops the word fiance that formally in front of you, it's because he's trying to tell you to back the <laughs> Meanwhile, the piano is playing through this entire conversation they're having. I swear. Hasn't stopped okay, once. And I think it's, it, it's partially the actor too because he's the, the dark and handsome kind of actor. Very handsome. And the way he delivers his lines and the piano music, I feel very much like Hallmark was trying to make it Christmas Bell, The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was very soap opera without any soap opera stuff. It felt so soap opera. Except all the dead people. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're, they're, it's not like dead people were actually in the movie. But it, I am so confused. Like, And none of these people killed anyone. No. Like, these were all accidental deaths. Just want to be clear with that. Age. Like, Angie's walking around telling, telling Belle all about the property and then just gives her, this guy, Hunter's whole tour in history about mm-hmm. his grandparents and how they're not around anymore and the painful memories and yeah. his fiancé dies. And to tell you the truth, I didn't know the fiancé was dead until later because I thought it was just the grandmother. But they go back and forth. It's like, he's moody because his grandmother died. He's moody because his fiancé died. Now it's the grandmother. Now it's the fiancé. What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, because when we get to that solarium, that's a whole other thing. Yes, the other part. Okay, we want to talk about Beauty and the Beast that we didn't even get to. There is a room with glass windows and roses in the middle that no one can touch, and he throws a big, huge temper tantrum when she's in the solarium touching the roses. Dude, I clearly need to go watch Beauty and the Beast (laughs) 
The magic rose? No idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no clue. I'm sorry. Right. Anyway, let's bring it back. Yeah. So, um. She gets there at night and she has to go to work immediately. Yeah, she puts on her white gloves. <laughs> He's like, let me show you the library. Get to work. And she starts, she puts on these white gloves and she starts running her fingers over book pages. Which that's I that's her work. Book lovers would do and we're book people. And there's like a book there that's $50,000. Oh, she clearly there. looked up rare book dealers in the encyclopedia or something. <laughs> or like went online to like images of rare book dealers, saw that they had white gloves, put bought some... <laughs> Put them on. <laughs> and then went to her acting. She's a method actor. She was in character, right? <laughs> You're so judgmental. I'm so judgmental. Anyway, so she's like, she's trying to understand, like, well, why do you... Why are you selling, are you selling everything? Selling what Like, this is so valuable. Like Robin was saying, like, this $50,000 book and whatever. Like, you know, why do you want to sell everything? And he's just like... It's just super awkward. Just super awkward conversation. She's like, he's very closed off. I don't know why she doesn't just like note that and then just do her work. But she keeps like trying to continue on this really awkward conversation with him when he's clearly grouchy. Like he's just like the grouchiest guy you ever met. He's like scowling constantly. (laughs) 25-8. Like just leave him the fuck alone. Like just be like, okay, Mr. Lowell Gonzalez. (laughs) Like whatever the fuck you are because we know you're actually hispanic but that's cool lowell um just i'm gonna do my work yeah. here and you want me to do my job then leave me the hell alone. right i'll Stop be looking at me like i'm gonna steal your yeah book. and now that you won't talk to me i'll be done in three days like <laughs> no problem i'll be out of here before christmas because the whole thing is he wants yeah. to be gone before christmas because he's he going to san francisco himself. he's got some job there blah 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 He's like a commodities dealer or something. But he runs every morning, and so there's a montage of him with piano music and his shirtless and shorts. Every damn morning! Like, you see five different scenes. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But I feel like I've seen his nipples more than I've seen anything else on the guy's body. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he has a nice body. Yeah, he does. But even she makes a joke about it that you can run with shirts on. (laughs) Yeah, like... There are these things called shirts. Yeah, people run with shirts. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. And then the piano again, and I just feel like saying, you're not Andrew Lloyd Webber, stop it. Let's get back to reality. So we have the the shirt joke and whatever, and he, you know, he's just still closed off and whatever. So he has Angie, old Ange, take her on a tour of the estate. Um, She takes her to the... About the dead people. (laughs) Right. And, and she finds out too that this is, she, they go, that she takes her to the barn and this is where they used to have burr, 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 the annual, what is it, Robin? Christmas dance. <laughs> I was so fucking excited. I did too. Christmas like, dances. Yes. By the way, Town did not have an annual Christmas dance this year. I'm pissed off. We're very upset. Matthews is behind the curve. That's we right. are getting it done. Yeah. Chamber of Commerce, City Council, we're going. We're going to get this damn dance. I'll go to business. I'll join. 2018 Christmas dance. Woo-hoo. We're on the council. Okay. So right. this is where, so, you know, this is where we get to the solarium. So we learn that this room with all of these roses that his grandmother used to love to plant. And the I think dead it's grandmother. the dead grandmother. And I think the fiance as well. I know. This is why I got so confused. Yeah. Is it the fiance? I couldn't the remember either. They're both dead. They're both women. Does he have some kind of weird erotic fascination with older women too? I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, 
he hates us to come to this room. He wants it to be off limits. He takes all of his pain out on us. <laughs> says Angie. Estate manager slash cook slash housekeeper. Slash nosy bitch, exactly, is what she is. Slash, like, telling all, putting all his business out in the street. Like, that's what she's doing. Like, Angie is like, she is she's just. like, I gotta get this guy married off. Oh, he's my losing it and gosh. He's I'd be like, listen, stop putting my business out in the street. So Meanwhile, she's, you know, going through this. This guy's an asshole and she's going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Tony goes up to her dad and mm-hmm. is like, I went out with another woman and I wanted it to be her the whole time. I love her. I want to marry her. Help me make it happen. And at first I was really proud because dad says, Yes! She's not a deal to be sealed. And I'm like, yes. But then he agrees, and then he's going to lunch with Mr. Prick. Yeah. See, Thomas Howell, what happened to you? Like, you were totally, you were on point with she's not a deal to be made. She makes up her own decisions, blah, blah, blah. And then he totally just falls into this douchery with Tony. Like, Tony's like, listen, I'll take you out for lunch and a glass of wine. And he's like, okay, you can have my daughter. Like, (laughs) that's all it took. Mm -hmm. Couple glasses of wine, couple lunch dates. Yeah. We got some golf we gotta do? Okay. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. So, back at the estate, now this was interesting. Hunter's just off of one of his weird shirtless runs, and what's her name? Uh, Belle, she is sitting like on the front porch. She's made herself some sort of workstation at the front porch, and really he- They found a pretty good looking house, too. Yeah. The house is weird. Okay, just when we get to the Christmas decorations. Well, but anyway. Oh, the Christmas decorations were a joke. Okay, just wait. Okay, but you have not seen Robin's house. But anyway, so <laughs> so we get to this moment where he's staring at her. Yeah. He's been completely terrible to her. Like, he's been totally mean. Like, a total grouch. Like, yeah. I call him Hunter the Grouch because he's like Oscar the Grouch, but he's Hunter that. the Grouch. And like. But he's she, staring at her like a stalker. Like, like hungry. Lifetime and either we're going to have sex or I'm going to kill you. Right. Because those are the only options. Or we're going to have sex and then I'm going to kill you. Like, Or maybe I'll kill you first because I'm weird. <laughs> oh, I don't know. shit. It depends on what station this is on. True, 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 true. Yeah, some people are turned on by different, people are turned on by different things. So <laughs> anyway, she see and then she sees she him it. staring at it, so she like waves. You know, it's not a comfortable thing when somebody's looking at you. And so then it's so awkward because you're seeing them looking at you and you're looking at them, so you have to wave. And you're like your shirt's off again. <laughs> no, actually I think he was wearing a shirt at this point. You're looking no, I don't think he was. I think I he's remember. looking at her with half of his clothes it's a on. Fifty percent of the time he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's worth looking at at least once, but yeah, it gets old. It does get old. Like, all these montages with the piano, it's terrible. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, and I have to bring this up because this is just so funny. Yep. So, she has to do all this work. Her dad's texting her and calling her. She's working until 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yet she has time to make homemade meatloaf and put it in the fridge for him with a little note. Heat up the meatloaf. And I know this is just the smallest little scene Wait, in the whole movie. When did this happen? I don't even know. It's somewhere in the middle. The middle's a jumble, I right? missed it's, it completely. It's a but he takes the plate of meatloaf and puts the whole plate, it's like a half a meatloaf, in the microwave. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> a slice? A slice? How does she have time to make homemade meatloaf? And this is what I'm thinking, because I want to make homemade meatloaf. I don't have that much time, and I'm not nearly as... as... Girl, I made a meatloaf last night. <laughs> Or maybe it was two nights ago. I made a meatloaf. Listen, 
It's not hard, but it's just, yeah, you need to, like, put it together. Don't. Anyway, okay. Going but, back to it, he doesn't even need No, but there is no damn meatloaf. reason that a stranger comes into your house and <laughs> makes a meatloaf. Well, because he told her he wasn't going to I made a meatloaf in shit. my own damn house <laughs> where I live. Not, I didn't go spend the night at a stranger's house on an estate in Napa and make that person a meatloaf. Yeah, that makes no work. sense. You hustle. You don't make meatloaf. That's no. not a thing. You gotta earn that shit. That's, you gotta hey. earn my meatloaf, which oh. is really Jason's meatloaf. <laughs> and I would feel bad about that. <laughs> okay. So just, you know, the whole middle part of this movie is a lot of piano playing, a lot of moody faces. <laughs> And weird. And no talking. Awkward conversation and awkward stares. And it's just, the whole thing's weird. <sighs> so I just, I bad. have a couple notes here. Um, he does blow up at her because he finds her at the solarium. She is decorating the fuck out of that solarium. She is. Because it's a, she's like, I'm trying to help you sell this place. And yes. This is going to sell it. So I'm cleaning it up. I'm getting rid of all the dead stuff. I'm pruning your rose bush so it'll actually bloom. I'm doing all the stuff. He sees her. He flips. Totally. And it was, okay, can I just say, it was the worst acted temper tantrum I have ever seen in my life. Because you can tell he's angry and he's saying mean words, but he doesn't sound as mean as he should. And then at some point he flails. It's not even like an angry flail. It looks like he just moved and the rose, like, flies off. It was definitely one of those, like, we can't hurt his precious hand in this movie. Right. So the, the rose bush vase is attached to a string that someone pulled that didn't quite match his hand movement. So it was weird and freaky. <laughs> but this rose thing shatters, and then he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you can't yes. talk to me this way. But yeah. He's had a violent moment, basically. But it, it, but it wasn't really that violent. Like, no, it wasn't. It and... was one of the most calmest temper tantrums he's had in the whole entire movie. And I'm looking at them like, I would have told him to fuck off a long time ago. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, mean you, I would have been like, serves you right, you dumbass. You broke your own rose bush. Right. Deal with it. Exactly. So she stomps off and quits. And from, that's what women do. <laughs> that's Just right. So you know, when she gets tough, we apparently quit and go home. Exactly. Right. I don't know one woman that has actually done that. I am still confused about what is her job. Is it to sell the house? Is it to catalog everything in the house? Is it to look at the rare books? I'm totally confused. But anyway, so yeah, she I, there's no explanation. None. It's all of the above. She does everything, I guess. She's a she's a one stop shop. So, amazing. so on her way out of, so she packs all her shit. She gets in the car and she drives mm-hmm. off. He, you know, he tries to get her to stay. Whatever. She goes to the diner because she's got to say goodbye because she's super attached to all these people in the town mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> Old Ange is at the you diner. I don't understand when why it's. I get fat, I need french fries. Well, and why is the estate manager. She's constantly at this diner. I know. She's, <laughs> she's been to this diner three times in this movie. Apparently, it's the only place to go. That's where all the babies are made. No food at this house. There's just food at the diner, I guess. Okay. There's meatloaf at the house. <laughs> but. That Belle had to make. Okay. A stranger had to come make meatloaf. Okay. Anyway. So. So, Ange, old Ange. She is like, oh, hail to the no. This is where she gets mama on him. Because yeah, she's like, let me buy you lunch. Sit down. Where are his parents? I'll be right back. I, I, I'm assuming they're dead. Because grandma died. Fiance died. We don't know anything At about his mother point, and father. It did say that he was raised by his grandparents on that estate. Oh, so they must have died. That was during the whole, like, I'm going to overshare. 
Right. Gotcha. During the tour. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But at that point, I was like, I'm 20 minutes in and I don't see the point in finishing this movie. So Fantastic. I'm half paying attention. Okay. Cool beans. So, <laughs> so we're at the diner. And she hears about his little antics, his little temper tantrum, and she gets on the phone to Hunter right away. And she's like, because she's like, oh, hail to the no. So <laughs> she has like this, and you're right. This is where she's like, black mama moment. You better get your butt down here. She tells him literally, you better get your butt down. This is not like a, honey. Okay, cause, cause, let me do an impression because that's what I do. So, you know, like, I think if a white person calls... Like, you know, if we're Why not... Why are you doing the impression of a white person? <laughs> I'm not sure. Asking. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. So <laughs> wow. it's like, okay. honey, Hunter, you know, I really didn't like what I heard from um, from Belle. It sounds like you didn't treat her very well. I really think you should come to the diner and talk to her and get her to go back. We need her to do what she's going to do to sell the house and da 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 Like, that's the white conversation. She had a black conversation with this boy. She was like, get your butt down here. Oh, hail to the no, you didn't. (laughs) No, and I like, listen, hey, anybody can have a black conversation. (laughs) You don't have to be black to have a black conversation. It's all about, it's all about your state of mind. It's all about your state of mind. It's really a mentality. Exactly, exactly. My mom would have been like, listen here. I don't it know. Matter how old I am, she still doesn't. Yeah, I don't know who you think you are. You don't treat people that way. Get your ass down here and make it right mm-hmm. now. You know, yeah. I, and he does. And if you don't get here in ten minutes, because that's how long it takes to get from your house to the diner, <laughs> I will come find you and drag your ass down here myself. Don't think I won't. That's Janet. Mm-hmm. Trademark. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that's copyright. So she had the blackest conversation. He got in his truck. <laughs> Brought that damn dog <laughs> down to the diner. It was like totally apologetic. Mm-hmm. This is where the 180 Mr. happens. Mr. Charm, yeah, a complete 180. And all I thought was, is he bipolar? <laughs> but it's like, oh, I broke a rose vase and now I realize I love this woman and I need to keep her here because she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my gosh, because from that moment on, there's so much flirtation. It is like flirtation to the he max. He's like on her. Which right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he like, so she, so he apologizes. He sits down and has lunch with them, which is lovely. And then they go back to the estate and he like opens her car door he grabs her bags with oh, her. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? He carries the bags. He opens her car door. He's like, here, let me do everything mm-hmm. for you. All the stuff he should have done up front. So but I anyway. wrote down, <clears throat> I hired you to do this library thing. Get back to work. I break a lamp. I'm sorry. Tell me about your dreams as we're walking through a vineyard. <laughs> that's so true. Within 24 freaking hours. Why don't I meet these people? Right. They go back to the solarium and they replant this plant. They replant he, the rose that he that he I knocked over. About gardening, dude, you just put some roots in the freaking soil. It's not hard. Yeah, dude. You have to remember to water it and stuff. That's the hard part of gardening. But planting something in the ground, it's not hard. And then she cut off one of the buds. I was like, is she supposed to do that? Like, yeah, she's pruning off the dead stuff. Oh, okay, good. it didn't look dead though. Okay, anyway, so whatever. And then we're back to grandma, and then there's a picture of the fiance, and it's like, I love you, and I kind of want to sleep with you, so I'm going to show you a picture of my dead fiance, so you know I'm so upset. Hold on, though. The picture he holds up, it's like a fucking portrait of this woman, so like... It's an oil painting. And it's just sitting there. It's like, It happens to be nearby. by 36. 
It's so large. It's huge. <laughs> and, you know, I gotta say. It looks a lot like her. That really looked like, you know. She was a little homely. But it kind of looked a little bit like Belle, though, a little. Like, I kind of felt like there's a resemblance there. And I'm like, okay, he's got a type. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell is going on? I, if I were her, I would have been creeped out a little bit. Like, that looks a little too much like me. But anyway. More piano music. He starts cooking. He's laying it on thick. He can't cook, by the way, because it sucked. Who uh, messes up eggs, cheese, and salsa? Like, just know. throw some butter or olive oil in a pan. Put some eggs in there. Put some cheese in the eggs. And then pour salsa on top. Why is that hard? And how, what hard. makes it terrible? It is not hard. Okay, anyway. He's just an idiot. Anyway. So. They go looking for a Christmas tree. I don't know what happens. I, I like blinked too long. Next thing I know, they're falling over. No. on top of each other. And I'm like, really, people? Listen, I know you're trying to speed through this, but hold on. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep her. Guys, I know. I know. We're going to get through this quicker. But okay, the story of the grandparents that he tells her while they're walking through the vineyard is a little creepy. This is a little sexual assaulty. <laughs> Uh, well, sexual assault happens in this movie, by the way, Hallmark. You are on notice. I don't know if this is Hallmark. I can't remember. But, like, he's like, my grandpa basically saw my grandma at the library stacking books. And he went up to her and he kissed her. Like, hold on a minute. <laughs> don't ask for permission. No. We, we don't know if grandma if was down with that. you personal space, you better be looking for a reaction first. Because yeah. you too close. That is not sweet. That's sexual assault. And, um, well, it was the 50s. Right. Sexual assault was flirtation back then. And she probably was scared to leave, and that's why they were together ever <laughs> since. But anyway. Oh my god, that's so horrible. <laughs> and the fucking piano was playing the entire time. Anyway, the go ahead. The whole time, people. <laughs> okay, anyway. My so, eye was literally twitching. <laughs> Back, but yes, they walk through the vineyard. They had wine. The next morning, it's He's the eggs and the salsa thick, and the cheese. And she's laying it on. Everyone's laying it on thick. Oh, jeez. Yes. But okay. Here's, and, and then we get to this confusing part. Where yeah. Angie, because she's at the diner all the time, is apparently in charge of the Christmas party, too, and this Christmas <laughs> dance that's now not going to happen because they can't have a place to have it. Like, how days before do you not have a venue? Well, I have another recording. Thing, well, wait, before you get to that yes, shit. Yes, it's more about the piano. Um, can't have a Christmas dance. He doesn't want to have it in the barn. It used to be held in the barn because his grandmother loved it. But, you know, he's got issues. He's got all kind of dead people issues. So, can't have the Christmas dance in the barn because I want to be out by Christmas. But, the very next thing out of his mouth is that he can adjust his time frame so that Belle can stay longer. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I'm so confused. The dialogue makes no sense, people. No. It this, literally contradicts itself within 30 seconds. This story is not linear in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> then Tony and Dad are being all, like, creepy, planning stuff. Tony's going to buy the house and the library. It's going to be the best thing ever. Because he knows that Belle would want the library. And this is going to be, like, like, the reason that she marries him. What? Dude, if you have to find a reason for someone to marry you, it means you guys shouldn't be married. Okay, so listen. I want to play a little bit of the conversation that they have in the diner where he decides that he's going... Because have we gotten there where he's going to... Or have we not gotten there yet? Where he decides what? That he's going to throw the Christmas dance. We're not there yet, but that's fine. We can skip over that. <laughs> well, no, all of it is piano music, piano music. <laughs> the acting is so bad, people. So bad. Okay, wait, no, no. So let me set it up then. Let me set it up. So, Olange, she's been looking in Grandma's Christmas binder. Because, of course, 
a binder <laughs> dedicated to Christmas. Okay. So, Olan, she's been looking in the Christmas binder, which, what the fuck, who makes a Christmas binder? And then she found the section, because this had multiple sections, dude. but she found the section on the annual Christmas dance. So, it, like, the... The fact I that they have a binder in my head about the Christmas dance we're going to plan for Matthews. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But I'm just saying <laughs> that that's not like a normal thing. So, yep. Okay, it had to be one of those. So, Hunter's like, look, I'm not hosting the Christmas dance. So this, so Hunter and her, they're walking through the town at night. I don't even remember why they're there. It's a but, festival of some sort. Yeah, right. They're they're going to the Christmas festival. So because Santa he, Claus calls them lovers and they just giggle. Oh my god, so weird. weird. So, so weird. They're having this conversation about like, should he throw the Christmas, the town Christmas dance, or should he not? And she's like giving him all these reasons why he should. Marketing reasons. Marketing reasons, yes. And then she gives him a personal reason. It's always a great way to honor your friends and family or whatever. And he's like, okay, well, this is great. Well, people might, you know, you're staying at the estate people might think that you're my date for the dance. Would you be okay with that? And she's like, because of course they've been flirting like for like 36 hours at this point. So she's like, yes, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> like what? First of all, Santa just called you guys lovers. <laughs> well, couldn't you just tell people, oh, she works here. Like she's, they she's know. doing a job. <laughs> they, it's a small freaking town. They already know what she's doing. All right. Anyway, so. They get to the, so they're walking through the part of the town that does the festival. And of course the diner is in that mix. So of course, what's her name's already at the diner? Olange. What? what? <laughs> Keeping it real deep. With like all the people that work at the diner. So she's like super tight with them. So they walk in and this is where they're having the conversation about, oh, what are we going to do? We don't have a venue for the dance. What are we going to do? And they don't know this conversation they've been having. And so Hunter's been mulling it over. And so he's already decided that he's going to host it. So I felt like I should take this clip and play it for you because this is also a great, like, just example of how this fucking piano plays over every damn conversation in this movie. It is so bad. So just, you know, take a listen. Hi there. Did you have a good time? So that's that's. Did you what, hear any of that dialogue? Over the piano. I heard a concerto. Imagine that piano. Oh my gosh! Imagine that piano <laughs> over every single conversation, every single solitary conversation that happens in this movie. Just to make it more dramatic and more slow. And I get dramatic music when there yeah. is dramatic conversation, but they were just having a normal conversation about how, where to hold a goddamn Christmas dance. <laughs> was the linchpin of the whole movie, Reagan. How dare you? Dare I? It's, it's, anyway, people. I had to play that because I thought it was too good. But, oh, Ange is like, it's made her year. They're oh, now decorating the, the house. Oh my gosh. Decorating the house. 
decorating Oh, the did house. we do that already? No. And in she she's like, here, let me show you pictures I took of the house. The pictures are of the decorations that she just finished hanging. <laughs> the picture had the Christmas doll that she just put on the tree, people. Just try. Can someone just try to make it work? Please. Because brains like mine cannot function. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. And then she finds Hunter's The Night Before Christmas that he did when he was eight years old. So Jason and I fell out over this because he's like, every year I'm going to read you. <laughs> Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> I love you. Like, not not when Dallas is around, after he goes to bed. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> I was, was dying. Weird. I was like, I want us to sit down together by the fire, and you just read me that book as if I cannot read. <laughs> as if I am. Very much, I was thinking too, like, very much like a teacher who's trying to teach you what the syllables mean. It was so corny on so many levels. But he doesn't know she falls, she falls asleep. And it's so awkward. And until the end. <laughs> Like, just stop. Just stop at wherever you're at. Beast isn't around. You're not reading to your damn dog. No. It, and that piano is still going while he's reading. Um, okay, so the staff is all abuzz the next morning. They're decorating the house for Christmas. And he's just, like, walking around like he's damn supervising mm -hmm. everything. He's not helping anybody do anything. He goes Why out to the barn. He goes out to the barn and sees them. He sees Belle and uh, Ole Ange lifting a table. Lifting a table. <laughs> and he just smiles at them and keeps on going. He's like, he's going to get in the way. Just like a man. Just like him. He just sort of smiles weirdly at them as Seriously. they carry this heavy ass table and just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Not can I help? I don't know. And then she's got her white gloves on again and she's busy with the books. I don't know. I just skip it. Guys, honestly, this is the worst hour and a half in my life. Okay, let's talk about these Christmas lights because there's like a big deal okay. about these freaking lights. <laughs> Well, yeah, I hate these lights. They light up the house. What did I put? This is the smallest Christmas light display I have ever seen. They are so excited. They're all like, wow, it looks amazing. I'm like, there's three strands of lights, people. Three strands. I have three strands of lights on three bushes. They Guys, did some on I the love trellis. My Christmas lights. Like, I'm not going to be on some crazy TLC show because I just don't got that much time and I can't afford the electricity bill. But. I told you about that light bill. There's a Santa, there's a snowman, there's a couple of candy canes, there's a Christmas tree, there's another Santa, there's a Snoopy, there's some old fashioned lights. Yeah. Like, it's lit up. You can see my house. Robin's got it going on. It's yeah. very cute. Thank you. Appreciate this that. house paled in comparison. This house is huge, and they decorated the smallest porch on the whole thing, and like a bush <clears throat> for some bokeh in the background. Can That's we just it. talk about, though, how the front of the house, like the outside of the house, doesn't match the inside of the house. Like, they yeah. clearly did not film this movie inside the house that's the outside. The inside of the house looks like very much a New England, like, owner of a company, railroad, gas, somebody no. big. It looks like one of these fucking mansions in Rhode Island. It looks like yeah. some Newport okay. shit, like, on the cliff walk. That's what it looks outside, like. It looks like a farmhouse. It's like this weird shotgun looking farmhouse. I mean, yeah. uh, Picture your own house. Dormers. That's what it looks like on the outside. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just, I don't know. The whole thing was a mess. This whole thing was a mess. <laughs> at some point, she, uh, her and Tony, uh, not Tony, sorry. Her and, and Hunter. Hunter end up making out. 
Tony walks into the house because the door is unlocked because he owns everything. Wait, we're you're so far ahead. Hold I, on, because we have to be. Listen, they walk through the barn together. Oh, and they they dance. He yeah. acts like he didn't know the barn was decorated. They, the barn looks so great too with the three candy canes and string lights. Fucking three candy canes. They do some basic ass slow dancing, but then they have to comment on it like, "Oh, you can dance." And it's like you're just slow dancing. He's Latin. Girl, okay, just okay. They kiss, they and it mo- ends up moving to. So they're making out in the barn, and then it ends up moving to the house where there's like but the on background a, just changes. That's it. Yep, and they're just now they're just and making like, out in the house. Happened? How did they get there? I was like, like everything else has moved so slow. Homeboy moves, moves fast. <laughs> he had plans for her. Anyway, he had plans for her. It got blown up though because Tony, like Robin said, just walks the fuck in this house. <laughs> And is like, hey, I'm going to buy your house. Here's an offer. I got a lot of money. Suck it. Which is like, how does this Tony oh, guy have all I'm this money? Oh, and boyfriend. And I'm like, what? And she's what? like, he's, she says clearly, he's not my boyfriend. But Hunter doesn't even hear that, I don't think. Because it's testosterone fighting now. And it's just like, that really? Oh, God. Can you not respect the woman in the room? This is such Please. a sword fight. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, just call it what it is. Right. So whose penis is bigger? Exactly. I gotta tell you, such a I'll pissing match. Yeah, it's a pissing match for sure. Um, so Hunter storms off because he's all upset that Tony even showed up. He's like, oh, I don't want to deny you a night with your boyfriend or something like that. And he walks yeah. off and she clearly said he wasn't her boyfriend. He's a movie teenager. And he just believes everything Tony tells him, which we'll see later. Um, so she goes out to the car because she can't just tell Tony, I'm not going anywhere with you. Oh, because her father's in the car waiting for right. her. And she's she's 12 and has to obey daddy. <laughs> she is 12. Um, so she goes and tells off her dad. She tells off her dad. She does, And she does a pretty good job telling off her dad, I think. She does it in the nicest way possible, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I mean, respectful, but very much puts up her boundaries. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, where... Tony is the one that just ruined your life. Right. Where is his lashing? Yeah. That guy would have gotten a kick straight in the balls. Absolutely. So she tells him off. She goes back to the estate because she's still working. I used air quotes. Um, And like Hunter's nowhere to be found. She finds Beast. Beast sleeps with her. It's fine. So the next morning they are out in the barn still doing Christmas decorations and stuff. And then like. She tries to talk to Hunter. He's like, we don't have anything to talk about. And then dad and Tony show up again. And Tony shows up wearing the shiniest pants <laughs> I've ever seen any man wear. Mm-hmm. Did you notice how they were like glistening? It was so odd. They're dress pants, but they're just so shiny. It's just very distracting. I trust nothing about that man. No, he is very untrustworthy. He's got a, a very slippery, slimy streak. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's pretty neat. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so Olange helps her out. She's like, listen, I'm gonna cheer you up with some dresses, which I can totally identify with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, are you gonna show me shiny dresses? I feel but, better now. <laughs> and I have a note here, because it just annoys me. Mm-hmm. We know all about Hunter's family, how they're all dead. <laughs> and he has issues. Where's her mama? Where's her mama? We don't hear a damn thing about her. Mm-mm. Except her dad, who, at this point, has been acted to be very metrosexual. <laughs> okay. Until he starts flirting with old Ange. And you're like... Okay. Didn't he, he seemed more happy to be around Tony than anybody in the whole movie. He really was. C, okay, CTH. C. Thomas Howell. Again. Outsiders. Soul man. This man has been in some stuff, Okay. 
A lot of it's been B level, but he's been in some stuff. He is somebody that he is a name out there. Like, his acting in this is so subpar. There are just times when he is just like, he's he overdoing he it. That's all it is. I think he feels very flamboyant because he's just overdoing his acting so much. He acts less like a father and more like a douchey older brother yeah. who just like, you know... Like, he's just antagonizing her the whole time, where a father is more, like, caring and, like, wants to take care of you and is more nurturing. My dad would have been like, Tony? <laughs> back the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Fall back, Tony. Like, you can get the hell up out of here. He, uh, but so he, like, brings him along because Tony buys him wine. This is a side. Okay, go is, ahead. This is my dad. Do it. Okay. This is for my good friend who, who listens to some of these, but... Teenager, high school, I was in a musical. Everybody went to Denny's because that's what people did in South Central oh, Pennsylvania. No, we did that everywhere. Yeah. Cali too, we went to it Denny's. It was like the only thing that was open. Hell yeah. So we went to the Denny's, which is no longer there, which is a whole nother painful, <laughs> painful experience in my life. But um, this guy, awesome guy, love him to death. We're so good friends. Complete nerd, which is why we're friends. But they get him to explain to me that if you put salt over top of a jelly packet, that it will heat up. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole thing. And they get him to do it because they think I'm going to believe him. I believe nothing from anybody. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing I've gotten from my mother, it's to be 100% skeptical of every single person you will ever meet. Oh, that's so sad. And so... <laughs> it is, but that's a whole other topic. No. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at these people. I know that they just want me to put my hand over this jelly and they're going to smash my hand in the jelly. Right. But they don't give it up. And Aaron's trying real hard. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I put my hand over the jelly. They smash my hand in the jelly. Jelly is all over my hand. Mm -hmm. I then immediately run my hand through Aaron's hair <gasps> Yikes. to get him back. Because, no, you're not going to make a fool out of me. Like, we're doing this. That's very right? good. Good quick thinking. Yes. This whole experience has gone down in infamy, apparently, in this group. And I love it. And Aaron and I still talk about it. Because it's, it's the moment that solidified that we were going to be in each other's lives for over 20 years, which I don't want to talk about. But... My father, who I told him, I told my dad about this story because I thought it was hysterical. When my dad met Aaron, he bought him strawberry jam and handed it to him. Ha, that's great. That's what my dad would do. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. I love Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, we have, we have dad who's like, I don't know. And I think it's he's like oblivious. He wants to buy the house and he's like, that'd be great if we could buy it. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah, this, this girl is not a piece of meat, and and I hate that Tony's acting like it, her dad's acting like it. But you're right, he overacts because when they're they go back and and Hunter's mad at her or whatever, her dad's like, "Can I talk to you for a minute, sweetheart?" And he's rubbing her arms. You're absolutely right. I am so horrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it better, sweetheart. And I'm thinking to myself like, "Oh God, it's it so hurts. bad. It's... It just hurts." Yeah, the acting really this is really. When, I mean, I he like kissed her to see how many time, how many more minutes I had left. No, when he kissed her on the cheek, it just felt so like, oh, this is not your dad. Like, no. <laughs> it felt so no, terrible. This, this and then she just told man. him, "Can you go move some chairs?" Yeah, go move some chairs. Yeah, and, she and just, he's like Tony. Yeah, and I'm so, thinking to myself, like, you and Tony really need to get together. They <laughs> do. So she goes off with the dresses. <laughs> She goes off with the dresses with Olange, mm -hmm. and she comes back in this, wearing this okay. gown. Because the dance has started. It is daylight. Broad daylight again. Five people in the dance are wearing jeans and a top. 
And you know me in a broad daylight freaking dance. I can't take it right now because no. dances do not happen during the daylight. I'm sorry, they don't. Yeah, that's called a hoedown. <laughs> Or it's square dancing and there's lots of hay. There was no hay. There was none of that. This is why I don't like daytime weddings either. There was either. really no music. <laughs> there was no music that I remember, but I don't know because mm-hmm. I kind of blacked it part of it out. No, it, it's a whole big thing. Well, there's just the piano going, so you can't hear any other music. Concerned they didn't need any. Of the movie. Right. Oh my god. Okay. So she's got this like pale pink dress with a sweetheart neckline. It's a lot of boobs. And then... Um, the whole movie is a lot of boobs. But hold I mean, on. she's got nice boobs, but... No, she looks great. But hold on. Did you notice that she was wearing, like, black pumps? <laughs> so, gr- please. This is a pink, like, a pale pink... I will put this in the Instagram pictures. She is wearing a pale pink chiffon dress with, like... For Christmas. B- right. With, like, black shoes... They couldn't find her like a silver strappy shoe or a gold strappy shoe or a nude. Go barefoot because you know what? They were people wearing jeans at the freaking dance. Exactly. Exactly. There was no need to dress up for this at all anyway. But since you did, maybe don't wear the black heels with your pale pink chiffon dress. I'm get totally the doing that. get your Guys, shit together, Ion or whatever this is. I have to get dressed up. I'm totally getting a pink dress. I'm wearing black shoes just to see how crazy. Reagan's gonna beat the hell out of me. I will twitch so I will be like Robin. You won't twitch. You will take me by the hand. I know I'm a size seven and you're probably a nine or a ten, but just squeeze your feet into my shoes. Thank you very (laughs) much. Oh, I'm sorry. I have apparently creepily small feet. She's very tall. I'm sorry. I was thinking that she had a bigger foot. So anyway, I mean, because she's like freaking two heads taller than me. Anyway. So, so there's this long, slow, I love you, I love you, and here comes Tony. There's a corsage. Tony has to come in. It, it, the details, people, I'm telling you. And he's wearing different on. pants, by the way, because his it, pants aren't shiny anymore. Yes, it's very odd. Tony comes up. He changed. Breaks it up. She's like, I'm sorry, Hunter, let me go handle this guy real quick. She goes over there. Holy freaking sexual harassment. That was sexual assault. If I Tony just grabs her and shoves his tongue down her throat because that's okay in Hallmark land. So this is when they're on the bridge, yes? They're, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I put the woman. This woman is in the middle of a whose dick is bigger contest. Well, and it's ridiculous. So she started out on the bridge with Hunter, who was telling her how less dead he feels inside <laughs> because she's around. Because he finally found someone that stayed alive. Then she apparently he kills people off, but that's a whole other story about arsenic later. <laughs> and that's gonna be a lifetime. Right. We'll turn this to lifetime. So she's like, I gotta handle this. I gotta handle this thing with Tony. Give me a minute. Then that's and when Hunter's Tony just. Mad I do have to back him up. Word to Hunter. A guy's telling you he loves you, and another guy walks up, and you're like, hold that thought. Let me go handle that. No, I mean like. She had oh, already no talked way. to him once anyway at yeah. the dance. This so guy doesn't mean anything. And yep. then she's like, Tony, you're a good person. No, you're not. No, he's not. Oh my gosh, you belong <laughs> in jail for at least 30 days. And what's killing me is that when he does grab her and kiss her, when Tony grabs her and kisses her, I wrote in my notes, because um, <laughs> she told him to stop, but I don't think Hunter can hear that because of all the piano that's playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Hunter gets mad and storms off. So he starts he off. Bear, because she's not dead. She's just kissing another man. And that apparent, I don't know. So I then, know. then suddenly 
Hunter and Tony are in the estate. They're in the house in like some, in the library, I think is actually where they are having no, a drink. before that, they're on the bridge. Oh, right. And, and what's her, Belle and, and Tony are fighting and she's like, get out of oh! the way. And he's like jumping in front of her like a five-year-old so she can't get past him. And he's like, you're going to have to punch me. And she goes around a fence and I'm like, shit, girls, hang over your pump and clobber him in the head. Yeah. I want some fist fight action here. He deserves it. It was really funny, though. Like, picture yourself, like, picture you and your younger brother or something or your older brother, and you're doing that thing where it's like, you're not going to get around me. My and it's five-year-old and I do this. This is you, like, she's in heels, he's in a damn suit, and then she just, she just runs down below the bridge. <laughs> like, there's no water. Like, <laughs> this is Napa, California. Yeah, so there's, there they're in a drought constantly. There's no water. <laughs> It's a you just run down the bridge. You just run through whatever that bridge is over. You just oh run through whatever God. that bridge is over because there's no water. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yes, yeah, so now that the men are back in the house and it's testosterone party. Yeah, and they just never show how anybody gets anywhere. It's Except for walking to the porch. Anyway, it's long story. So... So suddenly, Tony and, and Hunter are in the library having a scotch together. Yeah, and teleportation is in the Oh my gosh, there's so much teleportation. So Hunter tells Tony to like, he's like, just make her happy. She deserves it. What kind of, like, I don't want a weak ass man. Nope. Like, if you're going to see some guy kiss me and me like trying to push him off of me and you're going to get upset and then you're going to be like, make her happy. I'd be like, dude, you don't deserve me. Yeah, nice job fighting for me, Dick. You punched the guy in the face because he sexually assaulted me in front of you. Anyway. So Tony tells him this whole story, and he believes every single line of it. I know, because he knows Tony so well. And Tony has no agenda, clearly. There's no motive, no agenda on Tony's part. Um, Those blue eyes can't lie. So she was pretending to like you. Because of the library. Because of the library. She wanted to get her hands on the library. Um, And so Hunter's like, I'll accept your offer. Because he had seen the offer from Tony earlier. Apparently it was a lot of money. I'll have my lawyer drop the contracts. <laughs> so he's ready to just... Storms out. Cut and run. the wrestler style. Am I right? So I'm young in the wrestler style. He yeah, like finishes like, his drink and then walks out the like... whole time. Like Victor yeah. Newman would. Dun, dun, dun. So, so young in the restless. Um, yeah. All right. So now Hunter runs into C. Thomas Howell and Ole Ange, <laughs> who are... What, what? I think they've yeah. been honestly like making out in the. Oh no, they totally had sex with them. <laughs> so, because totally. Old Ange was inquiring about the dad earlier. Yeah. And suddenly so they're on the porch more together. Color in his face, and he did the whole movie <laughs> for real. Yeah. So he runs into them on the porch, and they're like, "No, idiot, she loves you." Well, how do you know? Because she fucking told me, and I'm her father. Right. That's... Like, why are you listening to even the dad? Even the dad who's a clueless idiot through the whole movie is like, how how are you believing Tony right now? Yeah, and he says something like, "Oh, I'm such an idiot," and then the and then C. Thomas Howell goes, "Yeah, I won't argue with that." Like, yeah, and then they're like, "Well, you're even more of an idiot because you're not going after her. Go." And I'm thinking to myself, like, my dad at that point again. This would have happened. My dad would have found Tony and beat the shit out of him. Oh, totally. Totally, totally, totally. So now there's this whole montage of, like, Hunter running to find Belle. Um, Tony's, like, rushing her away into the vineyard. I don't even know where they're going. Like, No, this is when they were on the bridge and Sheila's, like, trying to find a run. So she leaves the bridge and runs back right as Hunter shows up. And, right. And it was so stupid. 
Oh, that's like, right. Because then he runs into Tony on the bridge, and then Tony goes, She loves you, you idiot. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> and then he goes, He goes, She, she went back me. to the house. She loves me. And he runs off saying that. And I'm like, Oh. No, but first he goes, I'm going back to the house. <laughs> and he's like, Okay. Tony's like, it You're is very dumb. Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Twilight. It's very bad. And he runs, like, so weirdly back over the bridge. It was just very an, an odd run. Yeah. He's already um, forgotten his dead fiance, though. Totally, totally. She's out of the picture. So they all find each other at the barn. Everybody finds everybody back at the barn. And he's like, she's like, do you still want me to leave? And he's like, no, I want you to marry me. Dude, yeah, he proposes. Even though, it, and he admits, I mean, at least they called it out in the movie. He did it's call only it. It's been three days and this is stupid. He but did call I it still out. I want you to marry me. So you gotta give him credit for that. She obviously says yes. And then they do the why do we care <laughs> one year later scene. Yeah, the one year later when they're getting married. So at least they waited a whole year this time. That is true. Rele- it's relevant. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Um, did you notice her wedding dress? That looked like it wasn't even zipped on the side the whole time she's walking down the aisle. They couldn't fit her boobs in probably. It's like really, it's a lot of boobs. Really people, do not, if you're if you are well endowed, do not wear a freaking halter top. Mm-mm. And when you have a curvy woman like that, you can't have a straight dress. It has to be fitted. But it looked like the flap. It was just more. And I'm like thinking to myself, with the budget of this film, <laughs> what budget? <laughs> you could have gone to some cheap ass store and just gotten a red, a red. A white something that fit her Again, better. David's bridal to the rescue here. We could, have, we could have found something better. Anything better there. Anyway, they have a Christmas Eve wedding. Beast brings the rings down the aisle. It's fake laughter. And can we... <laughs> Dad is sitting next to old Ange. Because we still don't know what happened to Mama Child. And then there's all these other people that you have not seen in any other aspect of the movie. They are not the same people that were extras in the dance. But there's only like 15 of them. <laughs> They're on the bridge because that was the most awkward scene of the whole movie. So let's just <laughs> Why? get married there. Why get, yeah, they, they get married in get the place. in the freaking library. Where, right. right. But they get married in the place where Tony, like, led them all. <laughs> it was just sort of odd. Like, yeah, the bridge over the drought-ridden stream. And yes. <laughs> Again, all these people that you don't know, you've never seen before, they look awkward. Again, like, plaid button-down shirts. Like, people, this is Napa. This is not your county, so, you know, Pennsylvania. And then the fake laugh. It was just, it could not have ended fast enough. No, this, this movie, movie... was a waste of my time. Yeah. Um, so if we had to, if we had to give this movie a grade as we've, as we've done in the past, I feel like this one is... It's oh, a fail. It's a fail. Yeah, this is a, an There's absolute no fail. It's just, it's so terrible. Like, it was really hard to watch. And I did this on purpose because this one was just, oh my gosh. Like, we had to do one where this just, there were so many issues with editing. I mean, there were just so many issues with the storyline, with the character development. Yeah, it's really bad. So, this was fun to recap, though. This was, uh, we had lots of chocolate, lots of sweets, lots of alcohol. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for Reagan. I know. And because there's going to be liquor and, and chocolate at the end of this. But, oh, guys, it was so bad. This was your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It was. Guys, I love doing this podcast, and this would be the only reason why I do this. All right, um, lastie. 
But we do have, um, what are we doing? We have one more Christmas movie yes. that we're going to do. Gonna we are going to do the Christmas, we're going to do a Christmas Prince next week. Hashtag the Netflix. Yes. Why did 58 people watch this 18 days in a row? Who hurt you? Who are you? Yeah. But <laughs> well, we'll do that, and mm-hmm. then we're going to keep going, right? Yeah, we're so going to hit... Decided. Yeah, we're going to hit Hallmark Winterfest, which is super fun. There's lots of snow movies, so we're going to hit those. And then we'll we'll go right into Valentine's Day. Plenty of stuff there. They're already filming a lot of the Valentine's stuff. I follow all of the ladies of Hallmark on Instagram, so... Oh, my gosh. Tell them... Yeah. Tell them your latest... Um, um, what you found out about... About Jebediah Bridal. Wait. What, Ariel? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So I posted this to Instagram the other day, or yesterday. So Ariel Kebel, I hope I'm saying her name right, but she was the one that we did last time in A Bride for Christmas. <laughs> Amazon. Um, <laughs> Amazon on the doorstep. She is now... I know, right? She is in Fifty Shades Freed. So she plays like this you know temptation character or whatever it seems that she may be trying to get at christian gray or something but she's in 50 shades freed i was like what what girl moving on up like you know i get but the career move yes i bridal to temptress and she her hair is straight but she still recognize her she looks good though i was like get it girl what what get your paycheck because you know what <laughs> You know how I am. Mine on my money, money on my mind. If you got to graduate from Hallmark to Fifty Shades Freed, trust me, Lacey Chabert and Danica McKellar, they all would have taken that gig. <laughs> Maybe not Candace. No, not Candace. We know she's a little religious, but I think they all are to a certain degree. I, I also watched... Jamie Dornan? Huh. I, I, I almost hashtagged, um, cuz Jamie Dornan. <laughs> Ooh, he hot. But anyway, I'm down with him. And then he's got that Irish. He's from Belfast, so he's got that Irish accent. I'm down. Um, But anyway. All right. Bring it back. Okay. So let me reel this back in. Anyway, so we'll do Winterfest. We'll do Valentine's Day. And then we'll see what's coming up. We'll see Um, what's coming up. Yeah, but if you guys feel free to comment on any of this stuff, if you think that there's anything we need to do better or anything we should add. Yes. A movie that you guys like. Um, we are putting this on iTunes now. We figured out how to do that. Yes! Yay! So exciting! I can't imagine we won't be on iTunes very soon. And then we're going to also um, set up an email address for Happily Never After. So we will talk about that next time. Yes, once um, we actually have it set up. Once we have but... it set up. And then that way you guys can send us questions, you can send us comments, um, and then we can address some of them on the pod, which will be super fun. Sounds good. Just so you guys know, whenever we're up on iTunes or if you find us on iTunes, go ahead and give us a rating, a like, whatever. Anything you guys could do to boost it would be appreciated. Absolutely. Helps us uh, get get noticed. So that's cool. Yes. All right. All right. Well. Out we go this, at some point. Yeah, no, this has been super fun. I know this episode was a little cray cray, but. Um, guys, you know. it, it's worth watching just to see how horrible things can really get. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to end it. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Um, We're so happy that you're listening. And uh, we'll catch you again next time on uh, Happily Never After. Bye.